Hi there, and welcome to the ATS podcast with me, Will Brown, and John Soulsby, where we break down chunks of health and fitness information into bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. Uh, today we are on episode 11, and the topic for today was one requested by somebody uh, at a comp, just whilst I was shooting the shit in the warm-up room with some people. Uh... Someone was asking about my opinions for strategies to manage nerves when competing. Specifically, this was in powerlifting, but it can be realistically in any sport. Or any environment, really, I guess. Um, but first, we're going to get into the off-topic, off which is... Uh, general top tips for competing and competition fail stories. Yeah, so competition fail stories-wise... I've got a pretty large one. Um, won't name names, but essentially back when I was coaching for the GB Junior team, I was um, was out in Texas, and someone was a little bit ambitious with what they would do on their first international, and um, had put their openers in, and boldly, they were then coming out last. So they left a warm-up super late because they felt the timings were better. And effectively bombed like missed less than their opener in the warm up room after the cutoff time for dropping your opener. So that that was interesting. And then proceeded to obviously not make a single lift on their squat. And yeah. That that's probably a large comp fail is going a bit too gun ho on your first international. Just fucking bombing out in general. Um well, yeah. Raw as well. Yeah. Like the the frequency with which people I say the frequency like, is it usually one a comp for power like context in powerlifting, if you do not you have nine attempts, you have three in each discipline, there's three disciplines. If you do not successfully complete to the standard of judging one attempt of each lift you get like a DNF, like you do not post a successful total. Given that everyone there, like I don't know of anyone who has never been in it, like who pretty much doesn't know what a squat bench and a deadlift is and has somehow just rocked up at a powerlifting competition on the fly. Yeah. Well, especially with the ones we run with Scot like Scottish powerlifting under the IPF, like you have to pay your membership, wait for a few days for that to come back and sign up and pay for the comp. Yeah, there's a lot of steps to get in a comp, Eight and so, <laughs> yeah, and and the only thing, like, you could pick any attempt, you could genuinely pick the bar, or maybe not the bar, there's a minimum attempt for deadlift, but you could pick, like, Whatever. the minimum attempt, which is doable for pretty much everyone, because otherwise you, you, you can't select it, it's literally the minimum yeah. attempt, on every lift, and just get one in, and then go and do whatever you, like, the only thing stopping you... <laughs> is well hubris essentially yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the only thing convincing you otherwise is the fact that you think you could do it and evidence is to the contrary in that you definitely yeah. cannot um, i'd say yeah for, from powerlifting definitely there's one per every for us competition day but that's about 60 lifters that like at least that you're like oh, at some point they're very close to bombing or do bomb yeah which is like mad given that it just literally takes writing a number on a piece of paper 
yeah, like obviously there's extenuating circumstances for like some people if you like get injured in the warm up room or something like that. But that's like so rare. Realistically, ninety percent of it is you open too heavy, you idiot. Yeah, open open too heavy squat three quarters of the way down get annoyed at the referees because they clearly can't see that you were definitely in even though you were like snoop dog levels of high so yeah. that's a good one on that point a lot of people ball on squats because they just train with their mates in a random gym and then come to a comp that is ref by in our example the ipf refs and everyone's just like log good one catch you later so on the top tip one is most referees will be more than happy to be like is is this step especially you'll find a lot of coaches that are also coach a lot of ipf lifters as an example and most of them will be more than happy to just be like yeah you're looking pretty yeah i would also advise to message them don't just post it publicly because you open yourself up to the peanut gallery i mean if you're cool with that fine oh, yeah but the, the peanut gallery of people who aren't refs mixed in with the people who are refs and given that it's on facebook you can't tell who's who um oh, i completely agree yeah the, the peanut gallery of opinions is unbelievable and usually they're clueless so yeah uh do i have any comp fail stories i mean last time i think one of the last times i competed you rickrolled me on the on the pa <laughs> systems for my openers like i went to go that take fail. <laughs> i mean i didn't fail the squat no but it was still <laughs> still a bit wild um the the joys of your business owner running cops. <laughs> yeah, just chucked Rick Astley onto the opener. Uh, yeah, got a good laugh. I don't think I have. No, I don't. I don't really have any fail stories. The um, I suppose one time, uh, one time I was on a, I was doing a push pull. I'd kind of like sacked off the comp cause I was super late to warming up because. I was in the f the afternoon, and I think I took somebody to warm up in the group beforehand because the person who was meant to so it's now it's I was about to say my now partner Claire was meant to be getting handled by her friend Tasman, but her friend Tasman was also lifting in the afternoon and w was like in with a shot of chip and a record I believe, and as their flight was starting to warm up was asleep on a sofa in the back room, and I was like. You know what? She probably needs the rest. <laughs> I was like, she probably needs the rest. I'm fucking, I ain't chipping anything. I'll fucking handle Claire. And so I did that, but obviously then had to immediately run, do like a couple of warm ups in the ten minute break, and then go out and fucking lift. Uh, so I think I thought a really good strategy for just a YOLO third attempt. Number one was taking a YOLO third attempt on a comp that I was kind of fucking not really paying attention to. Uh, I then tried to I tried to supersede the lack of proper preparation by just getting the fuck slapped out of me by Mark Keys, made worse by the fact that I called him some rude names because I didn't think he was hitting me hard enough, and then he hit me so hard I pretty much fell onto the platform, like I almost fell flat on my face, <laughs> and then proceeded to miss my lift anyway, so it was completely fucking useless. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, top tips for comp. Um... Oh, big one. Uh, don't pack your meal prep for the day in the same bag as your kit, because then you might end up with your singlet covered in bolognese. That was a recent oh, one. That's a good one. Yeah. That was that was at Aeternum. Some poor guy fucking took out his singlet for kit check, and he had bolognese all over it. 
It's like bad boys. Especially as that means you can't fucking compete. You can't use yep. it. You can't use kit yep. that's literally got meat all over it. You fucking. Oh my word. To be fair, he didn't know until he opened his kit bag. But I was like, yeah, just that's... use a separate bag, bud. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um... That's anyone who's ever had a protein shake burst in their bag. It usually only has that happen once. And they're like, you are going in an outside pouch, or I'm just carrying you. Ooh. Or, another top tip on, on the eating one is monitor how much you're drinking, especially if you're someone that gets nervous at comp. I've coached a lot of people that just like sip on Monster or water because they're nervous and it's something to do because there's an absolute load of like dead time in powerlifting comps where you're doing nothing but waiting. And before you know it, you've had three monsters and two liters of water, and you're needing to pee every like two seconds. Yeah, that can really get that can really get problematic, especially when it's actually time to lift. If you have like a proper full to the brim bladder, it's not really ideal for competition. No. Uh, or another one I've seen is you're so full, but you ha it hasn't even got your bladder yet, so you throw up. Uh, yeah, that too. Um. But general top tips for most competition environments would be uh, plan out everything for the day. Like, know where the venue is, know how to get there, get an idea for roughly how long it's going to take. Like, is public transport different on the comp day versus the day you're Googling it? Like, just be sure. Because if you're like, oh yeah, there's plenty of buses, and then the comp's on a fucking Sunday and there's no buses, screwed. Um, yeah. Yeah, make sure whatever sport you're competing in, you you or whoever you're with have like a full grasp of the competition rules, a rough idea of like what to do and when. Um, in terms of as an athlete, don't change up your food too drastically. Keep things pretty simple. You want to have enough fuel and enough food to like fuel the activity, whatever that might be. So cater accordingly, but you also don't want to have too much. Same with fluids. You want to have enough to be optimally hydrated. You don't want to have so much that you're just like a fucking waterbed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, don't worry about it. Like, I mean, we're laughing at our own comp failures. Like, they're not that big a deal. No. <clears throat> like, you always see someone get absolutely snipered in the Olympics on, like, the running thing. And they end up limping and stuff. <laughs> That's gutting, because it's an injury. But, like... Everyone's like, happens to everyone. Like, everyone's like, yeah, we get it. Like, no one's actually gonna say anything negative about it. The only th the only way people say stuff that's negative about you at a comp is if you're a knob. Yeah, or you put it on Instagram afterwards in the peanut gallery. Come on, come on. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the peanut the peanut gallery are ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Managing managing nerves when competing is the official topic. Um, so for this managing... one, I kind of feel. Is potentially like twofold. There's you kind of need to for me figure out why you get nervous when competing. So like some people I found before is like if you're getting nervous because it's your first competition, then there's a certain element that you can't do too much about because you've never done it before, and you'll be nervous until you do it. But preparation beforehand, so you feel like you know what you're doing, is huge. Yeah. So practicing as best you can a competition environment and doing what you're going to do on a competition day helps a lot. What's that um, old what's that old rhyming thing? Because obviously if it rhymes it's completely scientific fact. Uh, um, competence is confidence. Yeah. And 
fail to prepare, prepare to fail. That's not one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I had an old client as well who used to get really, really nervous about competing. So to clarify as well, being nervous for competing is absolutely fine. And I generally think if you aren't nervous for something you're going to do, you don't give a shit about it. Because you generally don't care if everything goes wrong. So there should be a little bit of like pre-game if it's sport or competition like butterflies is a better way of describing it but a little bit of nervousness fine but this client was really really nervous every time about competing and so what we did was just complete trial by fire that she agreed on wasn't i just didn't make her do it um but we did like five competitions in a year just like every comp all of them and then we got to the end of the year and it was like well it's fine now because you've become so like normalized to competing that it's it's not a bother yeah i i agree on the there should be some level of nerves i think my answer is usually well let's keep it twofold too so number one um give yourself plenty of runway to practice in competition setting so that can be wearing competition uniform like whatever that might be for your competition like in powerlifting it's a singlet and stuff um in other sports it might be full kit like no practice jersey you get your actual game kit on so it's like you get the feel of everything um and practice under yeah competition settings like your training should be a good deal harder and more demanding than your competition is likely to be at certain phases so that you are optimally prepared um and the other one is that there will always be comp nerves, but it's better, I find it more useful to practice some mental reframing and think about them more as excitement than nerves. Like, it is a positive thing. Like, you are excited to display all of your hard work. Like, you are here to, like... It's better to think about getting there, like, being in competition to, like make a good showing and like doing your best and stuff like that like controlling what you can control is another way to think about stuff like if you're worried about something if you can be like can i do anything about that and if not then don't just worry about what's next as in am i in the right place on time am i here on the right time what's my next thing oh i've got to get some fluid in then start warming up i'm gonna do that as best i can like I'm not going to wander off and chat to my pals or people I haven't seen in ages if it's time to be warming up and like getting into the zone. In pre-comp time or when I have time to do that, totally fine. If you want to leave that till after, also totally fine. But just that kind of positive reframing of not being nervous about what could go wrong, but being excited about what could go right. I find gets a lot of mileage. Obviously, yep. it's not as simple as have you just tried not being nervous? That's not a thing. But like yeah, reframing, totally. yeah, reframing the feeling and the kind of physiological aspect of it, of that kind of quickened and shortened breathing, that kind of like goosebumps, all those kinds of physical symptoms that kind of crop up with nervousness as excitement for showing off your training. I mean, number one, in powerlifting, you know you're only doing like three reps of each. That's so much easier than training. That's what everyone wishes training was. <laughs> Nobody wants to yeah. do eights. Powerlifting competitions are so boring in comparison because they take like 
three times the amount of time at least that a gym session takes and you do so much yeah. less <laughs> you do like one working set effectively yeah of one um i think one thing i just thought of that if you are super nervous and like um powerlifting based again but you could apply this to a lot but for us all the venues are gyms you could literally just go do an sbd session in that gym most of them you'll be able to pay to enter and just be like sweet i've already done my comp in the same place yeah someone awesome. I, someone i'm coaching for some of the upcoming districts actually just did that like off the cuff they went through to anvil in yep. in paisley and just did like one of their training sessions over there just to like scope it out and like yep. see where the kit is obviously if you're going to like really big competitions like internationally or nationally that might not be an option but, but you could definitely go the with those ones you could definitely go down a couple of days before or three days before do like a really light warm-up session like see the warm-up room you know where all the bathrooms are oh that's like, another big one actually that's a good one like just getting to know the general facilities like just your your way about because there'll be nothing worse than you're caught short you need to go for a piss and you don't know where the loos are and you're, you're on time pressure as well in competition yeah. oh my god that was the worst yeah so like you can scoop all these things out for most most powerlifting comps actually I've seen in the UK that I know of, and the very few that I keep up with in the US, they're all in gyms, to be honest, because, I mean, that's where all the kit is, so, and the people that care about running them are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure you could definitely go down um, and, like, even just scope it out or just um, even just train there and do a full session. So, yeah, um, in summary, for practical tips for managing nerves when competing uh practice how you're going to play uh dedicate some amount of time to competition specific practice in the your uniform training intensity style whatever things it differs for sport but whatever you feel will make it more competition specific try your best to manifest that a lot in the lead up and the training lead up to your competition if you feel like that will give you the confidence to uh, manage your nerves better attempt some positive reframing of the physiological symptoms of nervousness those like that kind of feeling of energy you see a lot of people being quite fidgety goosebumps kind of shortened quickened breathing all that kind of stuff attempt to reframe it as excitement and or work on some drills if those become too rowdy like if you're getting out with a useful scope of nervousness into like this might be a panic attack kind of thing <laughs> get some idea of how to do some kind of relaxation drills, visualizations, like controlling your breathing, all of these kinds of things um, are very useful if you find that that level of nerves is not productive for you in a competition environment. Some people like ride the lightning and really like the nerves. Some people do not. Uh, figuring out what works for you is just part of your competition experience and part of your learning as like an athlete overall and what your coach should be hopefully helping you to do too. Um, Keep things nutritionally and everything else as close to normal as you can and don't just randomly change stuff. 
So yeah. keep fluid intake, food intake, food choices, all very similar, like all very similar to normal. Don't do anything wild. Don't decide that this is the time to uncork that like Estonian jacked 3D you've had sitting on the shelf <laughs> since 2005. It's like the one. It is the one time to uncork the holy relic because I mean, number one, you'll probably fail a piss test. Number two, you might be way too hype. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that was it in summary, right? Yep, hang on. No worries. Catch everybody in the next episode. Bye. Bye.